fans! Welcome to another episode of Ruby Redux here on Rooster Team Radio. Tonight we are talking about Volume 8, Episode 3, Strings. <sighs> this is going to be a doozy. I don't know if I'm going to be able to get through it alone, and thank goodness I don't have to get through it alone. Joining me is the wonderful Katie Cullen. I just feel like the, the thing in my head right now is, is it James Bader that was Ultron? Saying, there are no strings on me. It was James Spader. Yeah, that's where I am right now in my life. It's a, it's a scary place to be. That's okay. Don't worry. It's not just the two of us. We, we've got a ho- our whole team here. Thank you so much also to the lovely Stacey Shuttleworth for joining us. Hello. Yes. <laughs> <sighs> How you doing? <laughs> i love that the consensus so far is just pained noises we're processing (laughs) Uh, yeah okay and also joining us is the wonderful mark v donica i'm still waiting for the show to get more dark than the disney animated feature Pinocchio. It hasn't happened yet cuz that that movie that movie's pretty dark. This still working on it, still waiting on it. <laughs> I mean, Penny was already horribly murdered once. Did did we all forget that? That's not that dark. No. Okay, cool, 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 cool. Getting drawn and quartered is not that dark. Awesome. Well, there it's an animated show, Katie. They've all been drawn. <laughs> Mark. <laughs> yeah, but you still got to deal with the quartered bit. She got better. Uh, <laughs> she didn't, though. She got new. Uh, so anyway, yeah, let's go ahead and dig into this. Um, obviously, uh, for me, the, my anxiety is just basically from the end of the episode. And so that's what I'm like bringing into this recording right now. But guys, there is a lot to talk about. Not just the darker side of things. There's some good stuff here. In fact, this episode, there's a lot of good stuff to talk about. So let's go ahead and just dive right in. Uh, What did we think of this week? Let's go ahead and start with Stacy. This week felt like a lot of setup. We really got into more of the characters' heads, kind of like figured out where they were mentally and I think kind of set that roadmap for where we're going to go. I don't like a lot of it. (laughs) Do we have to go in those directions? (laughs) It's it's like in cartoons when you have like one dark and scary path and one like totally cool, okay path. And you're like, but I want to go that way. I want to go the the way where there's sunshine and light. Come yeah, on, let's please. let's just really lean into the moments where Weiss gets like sucked through a tube unexpectedly. Let's <laughs> let's go that direction again. See, Stacy, the problem is the assumption that this is a roadmap, and it's not. We're on rails. Uh, heading uh. towards our final destination. <laughs> On that note, in which someone gets drawn and quartered. Oh, God. (laughs) Mark, what did you think of this week's episode? I liked it. There's a lot of stuff that is going to come from this that I don't feel like the whole team will be experiencing for a while. Like, there are a lot of things that uh, Rainbow's dealing with that the other team isn't dealing with that they probably won't even know about 
maybe even till next season. And that thinking about that is wild to me. Like Ren finding out what happened to Nora probably won't happen for a while. And where his mindset's going to be is absolutely in a completely different place because they're on a completely different path. Like our, our two divided paths have equally as terrifying results uh, that are resulting in them. Uh, and they couldn't even give us the satisfaction of watching Team Rainbow get slammed around in those tubes. We had to come in <laughs> after the fact. We have so much darkness. And they, they like, Kruby, love you. Couldn't even get us give us the satisfaction of, like, bink, bonk, bonk, dun, 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 dun. Like, come on. I'm just, of course I'm kidding. I definitely understand but I thought it was funny that we left off with such like a, and then we didn't, <laughs> fans can't get one nice thing. This is satire, satire. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We have one nice thing. His name is Oscar. Krampus took him. Oh, Protect the baby. <laughs> like last episode ended on a cliffhanger. And yeah, we don't even get the resolution to that cliffhanger. We jumped to a completely different side of things with a completely different set of circumstances. And uh, I am feeling the suspense, but Katie, what did you think of this episode? I loved it in an awful sort of way. Like I loved our action sequences. I love getting to see all the little bits of what's going on here. Uh, Team viewer Penny gave me day job (laughs) flashbacks. Oh God. Yeah. I can't believe they, oof. I just this this is my day job because I'm in, we'll get into it when we talk a little more about Penny. But I was definitely just having this moment of, oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Uh, yeah, I ended by saying I hate all of this and especially you. But that just tends to be my knee jerk reaction to Watts in general. So nothing really different there. But I did like this episode. I did like that we got a little comedy in there. I did like that we got a better look into everyone's heads, figuring out where they're at. I loved what we got for Nora. And I really appreciated number one Duds peeling his coffee all over the place. The, you put salmon in the microwave part of the diatribe is just, I need that diatribe uncut. I just need I, the whole thing. I just want to hear it. I think it was confirmed that that's Velvet's dad. Oh my god, really? I Holy think it, I think it was. Because yeah, he he absolutely he works under Ironwood. I have not finished that book yet. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. So she gave him the number 1 dad mug and then someone else graffitied it. I thought that was hilarious, but it's just tragic. Wow, now it's <laughs> oh my god yeah if oh my god yeah oh shit i need to okay it's it's not on me right now i need my notes i need some notes i need to (laughs) but yeah if that's if bill is mr scarlatina uh, <laughs> we need to completely <laughs> reframe the the structure of my outline, guys. We have to talk about this. Um, no, I actually did. Uh, we'll we'll touch on that a little bit uh, because it was just this light moment of comedy. But I, oh man, if that's actually Scar, <laughs> if that's actually Mister Scarlatina, I am gonna lose it. It would be very tragic if it were. 
because it's it's funny when it's just Joe Schmo, but it's like, oh, this is the dad of a character that we all know and love, and oh, oh, well. I mean, his marriage is falling apart, and he and Velvet aren't as close as they should be. Yeah, stuff's happening. Oh, gosh, poor Bill. I'm so sorry for this tangent. Like, there's so much other pressing stuff, but that's just something that's been going around the fandom in our Discord. You made the comedic relief a tragic figure. Welcome to Ruby! Excuse me, excuse me. I did not do that. <laughs> no, 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 no. Okay, no. I was gonna talk about this later, but no. This is uh, this is how we're kicking off <laughs> the episode. This is how we're kicking off the episode, uh, because as we know, Bill is not is clearly not well liked in his workplace. We find out that actually, in the course of things, he's always late. He's a monster. He cooks salmon. In the microwave at work. Mm-hmm. He's the worst. So, guys, my literal discussion topic that I wrote on my whiteboard to, for us to all have a moment to consider is Bill the new big bad of the series? Because he is a very, very real type of villain. Let's go ahead and start with Katie. I'm going to say no, because <laughs> salmon in the microwave honestly isn't all that bad. Oh, my God. Oh, no. Okay. Nope. <laughs> hang on. Hang on. I'm going somewhere with this. I am going somewhere with this. Provided that it hasn't gone off and provided that it hasn't been marinated in something horrifying, salmon in the microwave isn't all that bad. I would only think that he was our new big bad if he had been microwaving tuna. Mark, it sounds like you have a rebuttal, please. So I worked essentially in a gym and <laughs> a lot of a lot of people trying to eat lean. We had people from all over the world. And one of the biggest rules that we would always know when it's broken was please do not cook any type of fish. <laughs> <laughs> and so can like it was it was a pretty big gym. It w- it was like maybe it's not as big as like half of a football field, but a pretty a pretty sizely gym. And um, can't get that smell out of that building, no matter how big it is. And and every and that combined with just like workout funk and uh, no, that is an that is an irredeemable. <laughs> But to answer the question, uh, yes. <laughs> or at least or at least the big bad of either a book or the next role-playing game session. Again, I haven't made it to the end of You know what? That's fair. Two. I haven't made it to the end of book two for the our young adult novels. Uh, I'm only part way through, but it would not at all surprise me if Bill turned out to be the big bad. <laughs> Of that book. And Velvet's just like, Dad? What Dad, joke. why? <laughs> Stacy, what's your take on Bill? I mean, he's clearly already terrorizing the office. <laughs> <laughs> Got a head start. I mean, that's a special kind of finesse to make everybody <laughs> in the office feel that way about you. You are a talented, evil genius. <laughs> I have to say... I love the I love the poster. I love the Jaws Grim poster with the no food or drink in Central Command, and God bless the graphic designer who designed that. Just 
thank you. Can the store please sell it in full-size poster? I need that on my wall immediately. There's something really special about when a fantastical series, um, whether it's like Marvel's MCU or whether it's Ruby, um, some sort of show with fantastical elements like superheroes or dragons or monsters, things like that, it always like warms my heart. Like, absolutely no joke. It always warms my heart when, like, straight-up office humor is injected into those situations. Uh, and it, it, like, so, like, long bef- before, I oh, gosh, just, like, when when the MCU was still in its early stages, I thought it would be hilarious if, like, we focused on the insurance agents that have to live within the world of the MCU and things like that. And so it getting this quick peek behind the curtain just at what office light is like at the the command at atlas it was just it was nice it's a nice reminder that they're living in a world you know inhabited by people (laughs) And, and, and that you know stuff from our real world experiences gets injected into this fantastical world and i find that fun i know some people might find it boring to have like office and bureaucracy injected into their fantasy story i always find it very amusing personally um but yeah uh bill is clearly our next big bad um you know salem's gonna get we're gonna figure out the secret to salem's uh to destroying salem's immortality and then you know the man behind the curtain all this time isn't actually ospin it's bill salem's actual weakness was salmon in the microwave (laughs) this whole time the gods just didn't think we would ever invent microwaves heroes comes and come in all shapes and sizes katie Wait, is, is Bill the hero now or the villain? You know, he's the hero we deserve. <laughs> lenses. Depends on how you look at things. Certain point of view and all that. <laughs> uh, that's um, the shades of gray when it comes to Bill's morality. Like, just because he takes out the big bad of the series doesn't me- mean that he won't be then stepping into that power vacuum, you know? This is fair. Oh, Megan, you gave you gave me something to write down. Oh boy, <laughs> you gonna stick it on the wall in the conspiracy corner, wrap some thread around it? No, it's gonna go to someplace better. Oh, okay. But also, I think we've been in the conspiracy corner this entire time. Yeah, Mark, I hope you don't mind. <laughs> I never do. It's always nice to have company. <laughs> it's very very cozy. All right. Well, we should step out from this corner and into just like our normal alcove and I mean, talk really about have to. <laughs> <laughs> I mean we could just stay here it's nice and warm here and the sidebar is really close so no no we got to get back to it um okay so our team is infiltrating uh command and they're doing it with teamwork we got may uh base may's semblance is awesome she can use her invisibility to cloak everybody as we're coming in penny as a gps is absolutely delightful and and also being able to break down how ruby semblance works is actually kind of a first for this series uh this is like we knew last season when Harriet mentioned that Ruby's super speed was unlike anything she had ever seen, and it's very different from her own super speed. We knew that it was 
special in some regard. And this is the first time where it's actually kind of been broken down for us bit by bit. And by the look on Ruby's face, also uh, it's also a first for her too. So uh, we get basically everybody using their strengths uh, to their greatest advantage so that they can make this infiltration possible. So what did we think of how uh, everybody was basically... What do we think of this whole infiltration sequence? Uh, let's go ahead and start with Mark. And Blake was there. <laughs> and Weiss too. Weiss got them in. Weiss got she them through the through the Weiss uh, through the through the Schnee Dust Company tubes. Blake was there, and it was <laughs> great to have her there. She was Present. emotional. She was emotional support. She gets the participation trophy. Um, she was also comic relief, which was pretty great. <laughs> Yeah. Um unwilling participant in many of their <laughs> travels. I think we all have that trophy, unwilling participant. <laughs> in one respect or another. Awarded by life. Uh there was uh there's a moment later in the show that I want to get into that I won't talk about now, but I like how everybody played played their part, uh to the most part. Uh wondering and just in general, there seemed to be people that knew where they fit in the uh in the playing out of this plan and people much like in life and in our story we're trying to figure out where they fit and i do require and i think the rest of the fandom can can agree with me on this i do need a pokedex style breakdown of every semblance that penny has come into contact with just so that we can understand or um i know uh, oh wait, I have the Ruby book. I haven't looked to see if there's like uh, Penny says, like sort of a Sonic says type of thing, or whatever. Can we call um, it the Penny Dex? The pe- the Penny Dex, the the Pollen Dex, the po- the Pokedina, Pokedina, Pollen Dex, the Pollen Dex. I like there the Penny Dex better, but yeah, they're both good. It's it's a familiar familial invention. It's like it's like uh, Gary and Professor Oak. What was your name again? <laughs> ah yes, Fart Boy. Um, Grandpa, you always forget my. Uh, you always forget my name, Grandpa. Well, I remember your birthday, you idiot. Um, but yeah, I, I, this was a fun sneak segment. There were some, some leaps of logic for me, of just like, oh wait, that's right, they're using Pietro's clearance. How will that not ping anything? And of course, we, we did get shortly after. Yes, it pinged everything um <laughs> but i i would have oh never mind i was gonna say i would have kept invisibly invisible uh up but may left so that made things a little bit more difficult but i thought they would be more stealthy than all right we're in and then just like <laughs> let's just walk freely as opposed to be as stealthy as we possibly can <laughs> I guess you get past a certain point and you're like, it's all the Ollie Oxen free, right? Well, it's like it's like uh, Assassin's Creed or Spider-Man or Batman where you're like, all right, I've taken out half of the guys. I can fight the rest of them. Who cares? <laughs> Big food. <laughs> yeah. All the time. Well, I mean, Penny did know that the place they were heading to was massively classified and that you couldn't get there without specific access. So, But they don't I have security if- cameras? <laughs> she also didn't tell the rest of the team that, so they were ready to fight. Yeah. I just, I, I don't know. I appreciate that. I also had the, uh, they're using his clearance. How is that not going to be noticed? Bit, and so. it did. Right. 
So I very much appreciate that. Mm-hmm. But yeah, there's, I feel like half of this plan was, all right, we'll plan it out and we could do it. And the other half of this plan was, fuck it, we'll do it live. <laughs> you know, a little bit of Leroy Jenkins up in there. It was, it was crazy Daisy, because you could see how they've grown and they've started to have these very sophisticated plans that they actually sit down and think through. And yet there are still moments and they're like, oh, except for that part. We didn't think about that part. It's fine. <laughs> we got this. We will figure it out. And to their credit, they figured it out. But, but like, very oh. much, it was very much those two like, Yes, they are much more prepared and way more on top of things now with all of their experiences. But they are also still young. And that very I mean, much showed. Thank God Penny knew how Ruby's semblance worked. And thank God Ruby was able to pretty much do that without practicing beforehand. Because that is, uh, <laughs> that hinged on something that was not guaranteed to work. Right. Admittedly, that's this whole plan. But that to me was the big like, uh, what moment. Well, that was the, you don't know exactly what could go terribly wrong, but there are a number of things that could have gone terribly wrong there. Yeah, some full on like the thing creatures. <laughs> Just mush people together. It's terrible. I actually think that that speaks volumes about Penny's faith in Ruby. Ah, like she absolutely, like she can break down Ruby's semblance, uh, basically beat for beat on a scientific level. And she has such faith in her good friend that she knows that she's fully capable of doing it on the fly on her first try. I think that's fantastic. And I want somebody to believe in me as much as Penny (laughs) believes in Ruby. (laughs) Are we going where I think we're going? Uh, yes. Why, in fact, we are. Uh, If you guys will just take a step over to the left and up these stairs... We are moving on over into the love loft. Oh, you guys finally came. (laughs) (laughs) That's a hell of a way to greet people in a place called the love loft, Mark. This (laughs) is a family show. (laughs) Is it? I thought so. The show itself is. Our podcast is not. (laughs) I'm just wondering, Mark, how did you get up here before us? Oh, th- I've got secret passageways all over the mansion. His semblance allows him to break himself down to a molecular <laughs> level and move. I am not Mike TV. Room. I am not Mike TV. <laughs> well, now I'm just disappointed. Or it's the secret tunnel that leads from the conservatory to the lounge. Uh, no, you know? but there is a secret tunnel through the mountain. Oh, okay. Secret tunnel <laughs> through the mountain. <laughs> <It's> fine. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm just, I'm pleased as punch, Mark, because usually we have to drag you kicking and screaming to get up here. Or, I mean, technically, a lot of times you just kind of hang out down in the, over by the sidebar while we talk about shipping. But for those of you who might be joining us for the first time, the Love Loft is our segment where we talk about all things shipping. So this week on the Love Loft, I, like... I know there's not really a whole lot of romance happening in Ruby right now, but gosh darn it, I will bend over backwards to make this segment work, and I need to get my serotonin where I can get it. So this week, we are talking about nuts and dolts. Uh, let's let's talk about 
Penny and Ruby in this episode because their friendship is really something that is shining through and just giving me life. And honestly, we know that things... It's no secret that all the foreshadowing that's going on right now, we're basically leaning towards uh, Watts is basically going to be able to take control of Penny. I think that it's fairly clear that that's where this is all going. Uh, But right now, their friendship is just so wonderful. (laughs) And I think, I honestly think, guys, is this going to be a scenario in which the power of love can conquer (laughs) his evil programming? Uh, Let's go ahead and start with Mark, since you're up here first. Don't need money. Don't take fame. Uh, Don't need no credit card to ride this train. But you do need the staff of creativity or of creation. The staff of creation. That's what you need. Uh, I I think there is a, a. a theory going around, and again, I don't remember if it was in our Discord. There's so much. It's pro- it's probably in our Discord, and I'm sorry for not properly uh, tagging who threw it in there. But that the uh, we're gonna get a real boy moment by the end of this arc, mm-hmm. uh, and and uh, Penny's gonna become a, a real a real girl, so to speak. Um, and that's that's just we need the biggest emotional score that we can get. Uh, again, like you say, we have to get our serotonin somewhere. Uh, this is this is OTP. This is straight up like OG. Uh, I'm using the lingo that the kids use, um, but I, I I don't think I think Penny or I think Ruby will be able to recognize that this isn't Penny immediately. And we also saw the way that uh, Penny was controlled by Doctor Palandina in the sense of it was like a complete takeover. So unless Watts, unless like, unless the eyes like turn red. And so, you know, that it's Watts or whatever. I don't, I don't know if how, how much of a control Watts can have, or maybe this was a, this was a a red herring, but uh, I, I think love will be able to survive. That's beautiful. God damn it. Ladies, ladies, who is this? And what has he done with Mark? I have no idea, but let's keep him. I don't know how I I should feel about that comment. (laughs) (laughs) Do you resemble that remark? My name is Mark. (laughs) (laughs) No, I I 100%. I'm on board with that. Stacy, how about you? They're just so cute. (laughs) It's been so sweet these past few episodes. Like, Nuts and Dolts was always a super adorable ship, but now like we're getting all the substance to go with it, and we live off of the substance. <laughs> hey. <laughs> I love that our ships are substance, sugar, or crack. <laughs> like All are good. We take all kinds here. <laughs> we take all kinds. It just really depends on how you want your evening to go. Um, I just... I just love all the supportiveness that they show each other. Uh, And we know that Penny is amazing and really shines in this episode and shows off her skills. But even Penny's like constant validation of Ruby and like the little like look of adoration after she passes them all through central command (laughs) is one of the (laughs) cutest stills I have seen. I want it as my desktop wallpaper. It's so sweet. Like this is one of the the background. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. this is one of the things about um about 
shipping where it's like, oh, well, this seems like a natural progression of something that's been in the show. So it doesn't seem weird to me to talk about it because they, they've been building to moments and uh, moments like this between these two characters. And it seems perfectly logical. And I, I absolutely adore it. So, Mark, you prefer cannon ships. Yeah. I mean, Legit? Legit? more so like if if a story leans a certain way, then it it seems more likely to follow that thought. Like I, I don't everybody everybody have their fun. I'm not trying to poo poo <laughs> on on the people that that do ships for the sake of ships, but that's the type of Indeed, stuff where it's like we're in that category. <laughs> <laughs> where, are, but are it's you, uh... <laughs> it's the sort of a thing where all right go have fun that's a part of the fandom that i just won't take part in and that's fine like i'm not gonna attack anybody for making for making ships of characters that they like and i'm certainly and this is a projection i'm certainly not gonna attack the writers just because they don't fulfill any of my ship fantasies Uh, (laughs) and neither should you fair listener give them a break they're having a hard enough time as it is as well but uh yeah it's it's one of those things of okay everybody have their fun as long as nobody's getting hurt cool. I wish you could see the thousand yard stare on my face when you <laughs> said that as we all relive our trauma flashbacks. Uh, oh, go ahead. Anyway, uh, given that the prompt was, do we think the power of love can overcome hacking? I'm going to be that person and go with no. <laughs> Absolutely not. It is. Because I'm, I'm totally into, like, power of love overcoming brainwashing as a trope. Sign me up. I love it. I'm here for it. It's beautiful. This isn't brainwashing. This is a total system takeover. This, th- this is different from that. And that is why I don't think it's going to work. I think we are going to get a uh, Pietro and Watts hack off. I think they are going to be fully battling each other for control of Penny. I think that's where that's going. So no, I I don't think we're going to get our ship to save the day in this one. I adore it. I am here for it, but I don't think that's gonna happen. To touch off of what um, Mark was saying, a a logical progression of events. I, I absolutely feel like uh, Watts hacking Penny is the culmination of all of this foreshadowing. It's stuff we felt was going to ha- like was potentially going to happen since she was introduced, essentially. Um, and so, in my opinion, the logical progression of events uh, with her forming all these relationships with people is that you know she's not just a machine; she's more than that. Um, and she didn't need winter maiden powers to make her more than a machine already. She just, she already was. And so I think the logical progression of events is having, you know, it might be a trope, but I too am a big fan of the um, love overco- overcoming mind control or overcoming brainwashing trope. I am a huge fan of that trope. Uh, and so I, I think that, it's a natural progression of events. Um, but I will say to Katie's credit, it is a little different when you're talking about machines, leave it to the IT professional (laughs) to lean into that. Um, but that being said, you know, I, I tend to think that 
their their relationship and their friendship, whether you want to interpret it as platonic or romantic, I think it is the cornerstone of what is ultimately going to happen to Penny. And uh, because we're in the love loft and I would like to look on the bright side <laughs> for just ever so, ever so small a time, I think that the power of love is going to save her. And that's where I am going to stick my flag in the ground. If And if I end up being wrong, then I'm wrong. <laughs> but I think the power of romantic love is going to be enough to save her. And that is, yep, if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. Cool. Can I go back downstairs? I rained on everyone's parade and Mark is like, bye. <laughs> Yes, Mark, we can go downstairs now. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. All right. <laughs> He's just really missing the conspiracy corner. We know the truth. Mm, I'm home. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, well, while we're here, before uh, before we move on too much, uh, we do have, you know, Watts, predictably, working with Ironwood. And I thought you meant we were still in the level. <laughs> no, I thought we were going to talk about Nora trying to figure out where she stood with Ren because we were in the love loft. And then you're like, we do have Watts working with Ironwood. No. And I'm like, what kind of hate ship is that? What's the name? What's the name? I'm already downstairs. <laughs> I guess Katie and I are a little behind. <laughs> we're lingering in the loft. We're like, hang on. What? I mean, like, oh. I'm here for it. Hate shipping is a thing, y'all. But also, lol, what? <laughs> no, no, I'm, I'm up the stairs. I'm back downstairs. No, although I will say that their dynamic is very reminiscent of that of exes. Like, it would not surprise me if at some point <laughs> Watts and Ironwood dated. We're not the only ones calling Iron Daddy. Uh, boo. I would like... <laughs> For the fans to imagine that last interaction between Megan and Katie where Megan is looking up into the loft and just like, you know, I do like just casual conversations uh, in and around the house that we have. That's and Stacey and I are both still sitting in the loft drinking tea like, ooh, lots of Ironwood. We that's a different Nora. vintage. Y'all talking about that ship, but that's none of my business. I'm not the one who brought it up, but I'll talk about it. Yeah. <laughs> I have tea here. I didn't come to spill it, but while we're here. <laughs> no, in a well, non- You know what they say, band-aids don't fix bullet holes. <laughs> now they've got bad blood. Okay, we're downstairs now. <laughs> I'm dragging us Is that back their up. theme song? That's their theme song. That's their theme song. <laughs> okay. So we have Watts working with Ironwood as we predicted <laughs> and to the point where he's even a lot like he actually, you know, it's funny that we talked about like how did the kids not know that using um, Penny's dad's credentials was going to set off a red flag. But honestly, if Watts hadn't been hadn't said anything like I think it would have gone unnoticed which says a lot about Ironwood security if we're being real so Watts is still doing his thing um I guess my question is in what way is this absolutely going to backfire for Ironwood and the Aesops uh let's go ahead and start with Katie 
because it's Watts. <laughs> I, 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 how much further do I need to? Because it's Watts. I, oh my god. Yeah. Um. Kind of coming back to the IT professional thing. If someone is a known malicious hacker and has not been demonstrated to have changed their stance on their relationship with your IT security, you don't hire them. Even if it's at the tip of a gun, you don't do it because they will betray you at the first chance they get and possibly right in front of your face if you can't decipher what they're doing. Like, this was so stupid. Just <laughs> so stupid. I just, oh my God. Like, I get it. I get it. He's stubborn. Watts is a very intelligent person and a very good tool to use, especially when you are trying to rack in, hack into a, the wayward robot that you view as yours. Like, I get it. I get why he did it. That does not make it any less pants on heads. Stupid. Oh my God, how is this going to backfire on them? Oh, here's my list. And please imagine me taking the ribbon off a scroll and then shaking it out like I'm unfolding a bedsheet and the thing just bouncing down the stairs Empty. and then bouncing down another flight of stairs and stairs appearing so they can bounce down a third flight of stairs. And that's how long the list is of ways that this could go <laughs> wrong. <laughs> uh, Stacy, what do you think? The bad idea stairs, the new thing for the house. Look, maybe Ironwood just couldn't quite let go of his old flame, okay? <laughs> and we're back. Stacy, get down from there. We never left. <laughs> oh, you can't make me leave. <laughs> Look, all I'm just, I'm just saying, but it kind of stuck out to me that as much as Watts complained that Ironwood didn't really trust him, he only had two dudes pointing guns at him. That's pretty <laughs> trusting for Ironwood. Oh yes, only two dudes with guns. For Ireland? <laughs> yes. The trust is palpable. It is, it really is. I love it. You know what? I'm gonna join you up there. Oh. Yeah. Okay, absolutely kidding. Absolutely kidding. Dear God, you're wow. crazy. Wow, way too just absolutely <laughs> not even gonna lie, as Mark was joking about that, I was getting ready to full on sprint back up there. <laughs> all right, go all back in the love loft. Let's go. Mission accomplished. <laughs> okay, Mark, since we're not going back upstairs, what do you think? What were we talking about again? <laughs> I thought you were going back upstairs. Mark was just going to join us. It's okay, I just completely derailed the question. Don't no, worry uh, about it. No regrets. It's how how badly is this going to backfire on Ironwood? Yes. <laughs> um, Watson's going to hack. He's going to do, do whatever James says, and then... He's going to keep control and like Falcor ride Penny up to Monstro <laughs> and be like, here, let's go. And, and Watts is going to be like, yeah, yeah. Or like, however he sounds. Imagine a mustache rustling through the wind or some, or some whatever. Um, but that's, that's how it's going to go. I didn't want to say Astro Boy because I feel that was, that was gendering Penny. So yeah, why not? <laughs> The fact that Watts outsizes her makes this both better and worse. Well, he's tiny. And, and somehow I had the strangest thought here. <laughs> I call shenanigans. <laughs> no, I, I absolutely agree. Not with the Falcor oh, stuff. Oh, I was going to say, absolutely. <laughs> 
no, absolute Falcor corrupts absolutely. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I will say that um, I, I definitely think he's going to be like, well, mine now. <laughs> and, um, you know, we, we got a little preview of sort of what was about to happen. Um, but, yeah, I think what's going to happen is he's going to call dibs. And then uh, we're going to see a rematch between the Winter Maiden and the Aesops, which we'll talk about uh, that sequence in this uh, in this episode uh, in a few. Is there anything else? <laughs> we I want to talk about Nora and I want to talk about the character development we get for her. But uh, before we I, I want to do that after we talk about iTunes. Does anybody have any <laughs> other thoughts on this infiltration mission before we we change gears? Well, I wanted to I wanted to change my prediction. I want uh, so Watts is going to take control. We all know this, and um, he's going to add an extra bit of code so that anytime she eats spicy food, she turns into a car, like Turbo Team, and she's going to and and then he's going to get uh, uh, into the driver's seat of the car and drive up to Monstra, much like the end of Greece. I see Mark is finally getting serious. Yes, if you want more serious Turbo Team talk, make sure to listen to RVP Recall. <laughs> I wanted to talk about Team Viewer, but no, nah, I don't think I can. Uh... God damn! <laughs> you can talk about Team Viewer. You can talk about Team Viewer. I can talk about Team Viewer. <laughs> oh God! Thank God I'm on vacation starting tomorrow because I don't want to have to think of that every time I sit down for my day job. Yeah, doing remote tech support. There's this lovely little program called Team Viewer where you can remote into someone else's computer to be able to do things like put in the admin password or look at what they're looking at or tell. Well, I would say tell them that their Wi-Fi is off, but they wouldn't be connecting at all if that were the case. You know kind of get that nice visual and take over the mouse and keyboard so when we had pietro take over penny i seriously just sat there and you know open up team viewer and send me the id and password because that's every day of my working life in this pandemic is just open up team viewer send me the id id and password let me take a look so yeah full-on day job moment watching this and going oh my god well, this is actually foreshadowing. I know I just, I planted my flag in the ground with the power of love is what's going to save Penny. But what we're being told right here is that the thing that actually needs to be done is we need a secure VPN for Penny. So <laughs> what we're going to do is download NordVPN and that way that will prevent Watts from having access to her servers. One, Nord is terrible. Two, <laughs> We're not sponsored. <laughs> no, uh, we're not. VPN. At least Express, Express VPN. VPN. Yes. My apologies. Uh, Stacy. anything else you want to add before we move on? I don't think I have anything to compete with any of those theories. I'm just going to go get some tea, sit up in the love loft. I'm going to join. I'm going to make myself a hot toddy and join you <laughs> shortly. But before we do that, I want to talk to you guys about iTunes. Folks, thank you so much to everybody who's gone to iTunes to rate and subscribe and leave a comment. We love hearing from you. And it is one of the things that you can do to help make uh, to help put our podcast on the map. It makes us more searchable. And we also love giving you a shout out on our show. We don't have any new ones this week, but as we mentioned last week, we know we have an international audience, and so uh, we can't always get to, to see the international iTunes um, comments. So please, if you have one, 
leave, uh, take a screen cap and tweet it at us. Uh, you can do that at the Rooster Team. Because um, let us know. We want to know what what you guys have to say about the show. It means a lot to us that we get to hear from you. And that's not the only way you can reach out to us. Uh, we have some Twitter shout outs as well. Uh, Mark? Yes, we do. We're pretty active on Twitter. We have a group Twitter in case you're unfamiliar. Uh, the link is down below. It is the Rooster Team. And uh, we usually post stuff about our shows, about uh, we're running a contest currently, more on that in a second, and uh, all sorts of things in and relating to Rooster Teeth we like to post there. So uh, I wanted to thank Chicken King. Uh, we actually got a lot of new followers this week, which is wonderful. Uh, obrigado to our uh, Portuguese uh, viewers, which I seem to, and listeners, which I seem to be seeing a bunch of. Um, I want to thank uh, HU is sneezed. Um, the Miraculous Corazon. M- I, MCD I think that's dub a production. chew I sneezed. <laughs> a chew I sneezed. Excuse me. Um, Shadow Angel, who actually helped us um, fix something with our podcast, and now we're going to be more easily searchable through Anchor, which I humbly appreciate. Um, uh, Asimov95, who is our first entrant of our contest. More on that in a moment. And um, uh, MaxisFox23, uh, who <laughs> was delighted by me playing the chew toy noises um also of course cam al uh friends of the show t and vines who's been a longtime viewer and uh has finally caught up on our show and is delighted at the idea of krampus which is a weird sentence to say as a human being um but also but we want to thank them also we do have a um we do have a supporter and what that is is on anchor you can sign up for a monthly paid subscription that goes to help support the show and um i we want to thank them but because it gives like your full legal name i'm not just gonna say somebody's full legal name without their consent if you are the person that is supporting the show we would love to give you a shout out please hit us up on twitter or privately you can d- uh my uh, this is gonna be a weird sentence to say my dms are open um <laughs> so if you want to keep that private or hit us up on discord um please let us know we would love to give you a shout out if you want to support us uh go to anchor.fm slash the rooster team and uh you can go through there you can sign up for 99 cents uh, $4.99 or $9.99 a month. And again, it is not required. All of our stuff is going to remain free, but it will go to support the show. If you also want to support the show, you can head over to tpublic.com slash the rooster team. That is our merch store. And there's going to be a lot of sales in and around the holidays. There is go- as of recording. And for this, if you're listening on the day of release, there is currently a sale going on where like all of our t-shirts went from $20 to 13. You can get masks for $10 that are adjustable around the ear. They are very nice they're a a great quality they are uh uh double what's what's the like double not double stitched but like there's a dual layer that's the word and um there's notebooks pillows all sorts of stuff and that's another way that you can go to support us as well um i just picked up a bunch of stuff across t public like i could use a couple of other masks and if you can um we've got welcome to veil which is our welcome to night veil uh fan fiction i guess is what we decided to call it um if and in case you haven't listened to that it's a little bit further down on the podcast uh check it out it's something that we write and perform as a team and uh the pandemic kind of threw us into a 
I don't really want to write and perform right now sort of a place. <laughs> um, but we do have a, a direction for the show. And I'm really I'm really excited for us to get back on the horse with that sort of a thing. Um, or get back on the knuckle V, I guess. But if you want to support... <laughs> If you want to support the show, uh, you can sign up at anchor.fm slash the rooster team or pick something up at T public. And you can also join our discord. That's where we keep up with all of our, our uh, listeners and uh, fellow rooster teeth nerds. Uh, the links are all down below in the description. And, and of course, leave us an iTunes review or whatever podcast uh, service you use. Take a picture of it if you're uh, outside of the U.S. so that we can see it and send it to us via Twitter at The Rooster Team. But we also have a, a sponsor that you can support them, support yourself, and support us. We do. Uh, this episode and this podcast are sponsored by Fred Heap Bakes. He does cookies. They are amazing. You should absolutely get some. Uh, his flagship cookie, his staple, is the Brown Sugar Buddy. It is a cross between a ginger snap and a molasses cookie and a spice cookie, and it is soft and it is chewy and it is absolutely wonderful. And it is incredible, dipped in your winter drink of choice. Or I hesitate to say any drink of choice because there's some weird stuff out there, but definitely really good for your hot chocolates and your pumpkin spice lattes and your gingerbread lattes and your everything else lattes and your <laughs> spiced apple ciders and all that fun stuff. Anything that comes in a Starbucks red cup, the uh, that cookie is going to be real good dunked into that. If you want that extra layer of fall or holiday flavor, he also does maple brown sugar buddies, which are the same, but also maple. And I have tried these and these are incredible. I highly recommend them. And if you are more of a chocolate person, he has big chip buddies. They are, if you imagine those muffins you get from Costco that are just huge, imagine just cutting that muffin top off and having that except as a cookie. And that's what a big chip buddy is. They are gigantic. They are fluffy. They are packed full of chocolate chips. They're a little harder to dip into your hot drink of choice unless you have one of those really, really big mugs, which, hey, no judgment. We all need that kind of caffeine right now. But that caffeine should absolutely come accompanied with cookies. And Fred is also doing sampler boxes. If you're like me and you kind of want a little bit of everything before you make your decision, that's what the sampler boxes are for. You order one of those and you get some of each kind of cookie so you can try them all. So, if you would like to obtain cookies, and why would you not? You cannot find them in stores. They are all baked fresh to order. They are never frozen. And you can find them on fredhebakes.com. That's three words, fredhebakes.com. And use coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM for 20% off your entire order. That is fredhebakes.com, coupon code THEROOSTERTEAM. Treat yourself, and also get these as gifts, because seriously, they are good. You deserve it. All right, let's get back into the action. So, guys, uh, as as Pietro is doing his hacker thing, <laughs> which is a fun thing, um, we also have we have a moment of introspection while the rest of the team sort of waits for that all that whole situation to get resolved. And uh, they, while they're talking about their fellow teammates, you know, the fact that Ruby and Yang got into a fight gets brought up, which honestly, I didn't even really think of it as like, I didn't think that differing perspectives, even though it clearly hurt Ruby's feelings, I didn't really think of it as a fight. Um, so it's interesting that they're still kind of decompressing and, and working through all that. But something else that gets brought up, um, you know, 
two sisters having differing perspectives is definitely something that Weiss can identify with. But something else that gets brought up is Ren. Uh, I mean, Nora has complete confidence in every other member of the team, but she doesn't know what to think about where Ren's at right now. And her whole relationship with him um, seems to be in a state of flux, I suppose. Like, they, they are currently separated right now and they don't often get a chance to just be their own person on their own so what Nora has to sit down and ask herself is who is she and who more importantly like who is she without Ren and what does that mean for her identity moving forward uh let's go ahead and start with Stacy Stacy who is Nora Oh, a total badass. <laughs> Just the Dr. Laura way that you gave her that prompt was what got me. Like behind the actor's studio, who is Nora and what does it mean to inhabit this character? This is the question we're sitting down with tonight and this is what we will be pondering for weeks to come. I mean... But yeah, where do you th- where do you think she's at right now? Uh, I think that as enjoyable as it has been to see Ren and Nora working as a unit, uh, this is really exciting for us as fans watching Nora. It- it's difficult for Nora. Um, she's clearly struggling and really having to stop and take this introspective look. But she is going to have to define herself now. And we haven't really seen too much of her on her own we know her qualities and her strengths and we've started to see how they fit together with her team's opinions how they fit together with Ren's opinions and where they clash so seeing her fully separate out and start developing those differences and understanding how she actually feels when she's not working as part of a unit good for her (laughs) <laughs> I I think I think that um, she has a little bit of a difficult journey, but this is growth that Nora has deserved for a while. And so for her to be able to get it and kind of bring her, her inner strength out to match her physical ability to hit stuff really well. I like that. Mark, what do you think? Something that the fandom has been asking for for a very long time is a Nora backstory. And while we did get how her and Ren met, we don't necessarily know where she came from or where she came from, who she like who she is. And she doesn't know who she is. And I hope that this sort of separation like that, the situation that they found themselves in created a dependency, a codependency unlike anything that that the show really has established except a abusive relationship that I, I I'm gonna just sort of glance over because I like how the crew handled the moment when we had Blake talking about how being together with someone for so long makes them a part of you as they were having that conversation there was a little bit of a musical cue from Nevermore which, was a, a wonderful, wonderful little button and an, 
just enough of what I wanted to hear about Adam anymore. But it's it. You want to talk about uh, emotional scars versus physical scars? Uh, this this whole era of their relationship. I say era, depending on how long it lasts. But this time apart is is going to be scarred into Nora forever because of her brand new chicks dig scars scars <laughs> but it's it's something that i hope from this we get uh a little bit more about who nora thinks she is who nora knows she is and similarly to what stacy said um who sh- who she can become i i think as well um and i'm i'm really excited to see this growth because one of the things that we talked about both this season and last season so far is that nobody talks to each other about anything and while this isn't nor and ren hashing stuff out at least she's talking about it i hope ren gets a similar moment with jean or yang uh <laughs> though i can't imagine it happening before they find the the precious cargo <laughs> regardless this is a wonderful scene for nora and i'm excited to see more katie that was pretty much everything i was gonna say honestly like beat for beat talking about them having a tragedy together at a young age that bonded them talking about blake being able to bring in her experience from adam and use it in a positive light like just everything beat for beat the only thing I have to add is, yes, that is exactly the right amount of Adam Taurus, and my Adam Taurus fan soundtrack is still Goodbye Earl 18 times. Yeah, I really appreciate. Uh, I know we we joked at the top of the episode about how Blake um, was present and here, but honestly, <laughs> she she really did come in with the absolute best advice out of anybody else in the room. And yeah, it I I very much appreciated how much of a personal place that came from for her and what um, being able to impart that advice onto other people probably means for Blake and um, how other people can take that advice and use it to help them move forward. Um, Yeah, I... I think it's fair to say everybody here on this podcast, we all love Nora. We've been in love with her since like we were introduced to her way back in volume one. She is, she's always been this light, uh, this wonderful source of positivity in the show. And often, you know, even when things are at their darkest, like often a source of comedic, um, just this comedic laughter and it's just like I have always appreciated what she's brought to the show anytime she can make me laugh all of that but you know as a character she's more than a series of comedic one-liners and she's more than just a love interest for Ren and yeah I have to agree we've been waiting for this type of development for her for a long time so regardless of who she ultimately ends up deciding she wants to be or discovering who she is I look forward to finally seeing that journey with her so all good stuff all good stuff bravo Uh, But we don't really have too much time to dwell on these emotional beats or yeah, I I also like just 
all of these kids are at a point in their lives where they're all trying to figure out, they'd all try be trying to figure out who they are anyway, just because they're at that turning point in their life. Uh, I can't imagine what it's like going through that stage of your life when the world is also at stake. Like, that can't be, <laughs> that's got to be a lot. Um, when I was their age, yeah, the most, like, at stake thing was, like, going to sports tournaments <laughs> and trying to get okay grades. Oh, so, yeah, I really enjoy all of this, and I look forward to seeing what's to come. But uh, we don't really have time to dwell on this because they open up the doors, and boom, the Aesops are there to apprehend Penny. And we get a very brief exchange, and it's very clear that the Aesops are still very much entrenched in their black and white morality and are definitely projecting a lot of the blame onto Penny for having gone AWOL. And so what we get is an Aesops winter maiden showdown uh as team ruby is trapped behind the wall what did we think of this fight sequence because it's it's been some time since we've seen the aesops in uh (laughs) in a showdown Uh, it didn't go so well for them last time what did we think of this fight sequence uh let's go ahead and start with katie this was a lot of fun to watch and it was also terribly anxiety inducing Because we've never seen Penny fight with the Maiden powers, because obviously she just got them like six hours ago. It has been a very long day and a very long night and another very long day for everyone in Ruby, and it's going to continue to be so. But this was fascinating, watching Penny feel out her powers and figure out how she could use them and use them in tandem with what she can already do, and also watching the Aesops work as a team to be able to try to take her down. And they damn near had her without Nora's intervention. But I appreciate the strategy that went into this, both from Penny and from the Aesops, their teamwork, their ability to work with this, and their ability to just about take down a brand new maiden. Like, again, this was all extremely anxiety-inducing, but I really liked it. Mark, how about you? Does anybody think that Mero was telling the truth when they said, oh, we weren't, we weren't like full power. We were taking it easy on you guys. Did anybody no. think that? Yeah. <laughs> no, <laughs> not at all. Not. <laughs> yeah, me neither. Uh, which uh, <laughs> makes me wonder how this whole fight was like trying to spot the inconsistencies with the ideological I guess a uh, torture of seeing a superior get shot by another superior. Um, and the amount that they're going through in their heads and that actually that some of them may be going through and to see how uh, Vine and Elm are dealing with everything, seem to be dealing with everything fine and still going along with everything. But we're seeing Harriet not necessarily start to slip, but if anything, she she's just trying to get lost in her work it seems and marrow still seems like the goodest boy and i was really hoping just because huh, they're really holding on to his command uh semblance and using it really only when they need to and i it it's very impactful anytime we see it and this time was no different 
I, I, this fight made me uncomfortable. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's that kind of fight. And Penny hates it when friends fight. <laughs> uh, Stacy, mm. what did you think? For being a very uncomfortable fight to watch, it was also a beautifully animated fight. Uh, the way Penny moves, watching her kind of work both her, you know, already mastered weapons along with these new maiden powers in tandem and put together these great new combos was absolutely fascinating to watch kind of come together. And it made it did make for a very fun fight. Uh, in a very awkward situation. We see it when she starts using her Winter Maiden powers. Um, Elm and Vine, you know, Elm digs in her heels and stands her ground, and Elm uses his stretchy arms to, like, be able to go with the flow. And, like, that says kind of like what Mark was saying, their ability to sort of roll with the situation and stick stick with it. Um, Harriet, out of all of them, seems to be the most outwardly emotional about everything that they're going through. And the stage of, I guess, if we are assuming that they're dealing with grief right now, the stage of grief that she's in is definitely anger. Um, and is looking to take that out on everybody she deems as responsible. And I think out of all of them, um, you know... If we can, like, yeah, I agree. Marrow is a good, good boy. And I think out of all of them, he's probably the one, if we can convince any member of the Aesops that what Team Ruby is doing is, you know, a t- you know. <laughs> yeah, if there's anybody on the Aesops team that we can convince over to Ruby's side, it's going to be Marrow. But, like, we even see it when their orders change from apprehending Penny to um, just getting one of her knives or what are those? Spears? Swords? (laughs) Yeah. Breaking Um, off a piece of that Kit Kat bar. (laughs) Kit Kat bars. When their orders change, Mm. Harriet's first instinct is to fight it because she's certain that they can that they can do this, that they can take Penny down. Um, Marrow is the one that immediately jumps in and goes, yes, understood. Let's just do that and leave. I don't want to be here anymore. (laughs) They wanted out and out fast. (laughs) No, no more. Like, we can end this fight by just grabbing a piece and getting out of Dodge. Cool, 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 cool. Let's go. I can fetch. Uh Uh, This was a great fight. It was very well animated. It was gorgeous. And, um, you know, again, we get some really cool moments. And, yeah, it's still extremely effective getting to see Mero use his semblance. And I, like, even though it's unpleasant to see these guys digging in their heels and sticking with Ironwood, it was really, really cool getting to see them working as a team again and acting, you know, their teamwork has always been something that's really, really cool about the way they they work together. And that's one of the things that makes them very formidable. Um, but yeah, we, we'll, we'll just have to see how it goes. But yeah, uh, Nora has her MVP moment and it is absolutely fantastic. She knocks down the door, even though it knocks her out in the process. 
And the prospect of fighting all of them is a little bit too much. And so when they're ordered to change tactics, the Aesops, you know, break off a piece and then they run away. And that's sort of where we're left. Our, our girls are able to escape and it's sort of agreed upon that for everybody's sake, in order to keep the relic safe and in order to keep the winter maiden power safe, that Penny is going to go off. And we are left on this episode with Watts twirling his stupid, stupid mustache on his stupid, <laughs> stupid face. Uh, is there anything else we wanted to touch on before we wrap it up for the evening? If you can't beat them, make them join you. Whoa. I hate it. I hate it. Math in his group. I, I ended, like I said, I ended this episode with, I hate all of this, but mostly I just hate you. Because lots, I swear to God. Fair <laughs> <laughs> <Better> and valid. <laughs> Mark, any final thoughts? Super Saiyan Nora is going to be an excited thing an exciting thing to watch progress and I'm excited to her for her to push even further beyond plus ultra no that's plus a Goku ultra. line when he goes Super Saiyan 3 uh, I, I didn't watch GT <laughs> that that was in Z was it in Z? it was in Z okay 4 was GT oh it's been a while I can delete that if you'd like <laughs> no it's fine <laughs> Katie's a fake geek girl, everybody. You heard it here. <laughs> Jesus. We don't have a room for that. I haven't watched anything straight up and down Z since Resurrection F. That wasn't abridged, all right? <laughs> it's been a while. But yeah, I concur. Um, Nora MVP, it's going to be, I can't wait. I can't wait to see further development. I can't wait to see her <laughs> hit stuff more. Um, yeah. Uh, any, I, I think, I think that's just about going to do it for us tonight. Um, yeah. Let's go ahead and wrap it on up. Mark, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? You can find me on Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at Mark B. Donica. I've been doing a lot of Miles Morales. I think we're like one stream away from finishing the game. I've done all of the side missions. So just barreling towards the end of the story seems like the best way to go. Um, but other than that, I'm, there's some PlayStation Plus classics that I'm playing. That's um, all on twitch.tv slash Mark B. Donica. And uh, my wife and I have a podcast called Party of Two. Uh, which is Party of Two Pod on Twitter, where we uh, talk about theme park stuff. And this past week, we invited animatronics to our Thanksgiving party because we can't invite humans. And uh, <laughs> it was a hell of a time. And uh, that actually, that those episodes drop the same day as Ruby Redux drops. They drop Wednesday, but we record them live on Sunday on my Twitch. So that's Mark Bidonica and Party of Two Pod. Check them out. And uh, thanks again to everybody who's been listening. Stacy. I'm Stacy Shuttleworth. You can find me all across the web at Stacy Shuttles. Most of the time you can just find me up in the love loft. It's getting cold <laughs> outside. I'm getting my hot toddy, my blanket, and I am going to settle in for some good shipping. Baby, it's cold outside. Ah, Katie, where can people go if they want to keep up with you? 
You can follow me all over the social medias as well as on YouTube and Twitch at Kiaxet. That is K-I-A-X-E-T. If you like reaction videos for these episodes and also other Rooster Teeth properties and also various and sundry things, it's my channel, I do what I want, they can all be found on that YouTube channel. I am also on another podcast called On The Point. It is an Overwatch and Overwatch League podcast and it is currently on hiatus because the League is too, but hey, back episodes are super fun. And I'm Megan Salinas. You guys can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at the Manguin. That's T-H-E-M-E-N-G-U-I-N. I also have a YouTube channel called Silver Screams, where Katie and I talk about horror things. And I have a Lost Retrospective podcast called No Love Lost, where my co-host Will Link loves Lost, and I don't. And we talk about it. And yeah, I think I'm going to grab a few drinks over at the sidebar and then come join you, Stacey, because I, <laughs> I need some fluff. Uh, but we have one more quick announcement before we wrap it up. As always, we leave the important things for last. Wear a mask. Wear a mask, wear a mask, wear a mask. Anytime you go outside your house. Even if it's just to walk the dog or pick up the mail or whatever, you cannot account for anyone else's movements. You cannot account for anyone else's actions. You never know when someone is going to come around the corner or if there'll be a bicyclist coming up the street or whatever. You can't account for anyone else, and so you must account for yourself wear a mask, it protects you a little bit, and it protects other people a lot. And honestly, that's the point. Support your essential workers, because life is difficult, and life is difficult for them. Support them. Be kind to them. Support the post office. Yeah, it's going to be a little delayed this holiday season. Please be patient. And hey, if you're the gift-giving type for people, maybe give your post person a little something, because uh, life is rough for them, too. Black Lives Matter. Black LGBTQIA lives matter. Black trans lives matter. Black lives matter. That has not changed. That's not going to change. Thank you for voting. Thank you for voting. Thank you for voting. If you're in Georgia, we're going to need you to do it again in January, so please do that, and please make sure you check your voter registration before December 7th. Thank you for voting. Again, guys, wear a mask. Stay inside. Don't travel for the holidays. It's rough, but... We got to do what we can to help each other because that is the only way we're going to get through this. Stay safe and we love you. Thank you all so, so much for listening. This has been Ruby Redux and now it's time to say goodbye. <laughs>